This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Huracan 2017. Crush your enemies, drive them before you, and hear the lamentations of their women. Delve into the many aspects of the Dark Ages at Huracan 2017 from September 28th through October 1st and experience the best historical miniature gaming convention in Florida. Hosted by the Historical Miniatures Gaming Society South Chapter, Huracan offers both the novice and the veteran hobby gamer a fantastic weekend of tabletop excitement and camaraderie. There will be over 100 different game events across nine scheduled sessions, and these activities will include war games, role-playing games, and board games across a wide range of time periods, genres, and rule systems. In addition to the games, there will be merchant vendors selling game product and fast and furious flea market loaded with hidden treasures and fantastic deals. And there will also be some of the most talented and friendly gamers with whom you ever could hope to share a game table. Huracan 2017 will be held at the Park Inn by Radisson Resort and Conference Center in Kissimmee, Florida, just off of U.S. Highway 192. Special convention rate hotel rooms are $82 per night, plus tax, with no additional resort fees. Convention pre-registration admission price is $25 for HMGS South members or $40 for non-members. For more information, visit hmgs-south.com and follow the links to Huracan 2017. The Dark Ages don't miss out. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Retro Game Treasure. Retro Game Treasure is an amazing monthly subscription service. They send you custom tailored boxes straight to your door from the video games that you love. You go on there, you have a wish list, you have your console of choice. They'll send you games from an assortment of consoles like NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, Sega Game Gear, Game Boy Color, Xbox, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, GameCube, and many more. Now announcing they are delivering straight to you Nintendo DS games and PSP games. What do the listeners of the Happy Hour get, Deuce? Put in Happy Hour in the promo box and you'll get $2 off your order. Remember, with Retro Game Treasure, you get classic video games delivered every month. Go to RetroGameTreasure.com, pick your consoles, set your preferences, and add to your wish list. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce Hello, Antoinette. Yeah, we back in the fact. Don't know you had a long day, but let us inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yeah, we're all clear. And it's Deuce on the loose. You know the tag team champs. Man, we get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp. The outlaws of the new age. And we still got love for the retro ways. You know, Nintendo. Sega Genesis, so many systems, your dreamcast and reminisce. So pull back the curtain and hit the booth, cause it's the happy hour podcast with Johnny and Duke. Yeah. Hello, internets. My name is Johnny Womack. Of course, got my main man, Deuce. What's going on, man? Our third member, Brandy Womack, has returned from the 
studio? Studios. <laughs> From the babysitting where, studio? Yeah, I don't know what I was going to say. Oh, I don't fucking know She's been really busy working hard. Did I take hard. a vacation or something that I don't know about? Because, damn. Well, yeah. actually, for those who have didn't know, she the last time she was on was during the awesome event at Inked and Geeked. But the, when that event was taped... It was fucking cold outside, and it is hot as balls. Yeah. So it's that been a minute. Was, yeah. That was back in, like, fucking March. Yeah, or something. Well, yeah. we've all and been busy. Yeah. Kids have started school again, of course, so that's keeping us extra busy. But, um, yeah, it's just the, the time slot when we tape and what's going on, how the kids are, and there's a lot of variables involved. Yeah, we've involved. had a lot of interviews. And we stuff have. Lately. We've had a lot but of interviews. I, I said tonight we had a free hour. Uh, we got our good buddy Nate here yes. with us. Yo, yo, yo. At and the Ninja Fat Man on Twitter. At the Ninja Fat Man on Twitter. There you go. Yeah. Give him a follow. So I said, you know, we got Nate. We got Brandy. Let's just have a fucking free-for-all because it's, it's been a minute. Giggity. since Rage in the cage. Yeah. Rage in the Little cage. Little elimination chamber. Wait, where am I going with this? I don't know. I wasn't prepared for eliminating. Like I said, it, it's boobs and side thigh <laughs> all night. And, all right. And, and Double navel. Double yeah. navel. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Brandy, hashtag mom life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, what the fuck did I miss out on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, anyway, so we're the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. We're a twice-weekly podcast dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. Mmm, pleasure. There you go. I was waiting for it. It's been too long, Brandy. It's been too long. I mean, on the show, that is. uh, uh, (laughs) That got weird. This is going off the rails already. (laughs) (laughs) Thirty two minutes and five seconds. seconds. Off the rails. Off the rails. Speaking of rails. What's the remix? Speaking of rails. Well, I think think it's because he wanted to talk about music and how he should have gotten into Wu-Tang Clan and shit like that when I did in the 90s. Right, so... Just a little history. Why don't we do this? Because I think this will be fun and entertaining because a part of the podcast is learning about us and what we're into as well, right? So I think it'd be interesting just – maybe it's only interesting to me, but I think it'd be interesting to kind of know our music histories, right? Not not going through the whole spectrum, yeah, but just yeah. – what music did you like growing up? What what do you listen to now, et cetera, stuff like that? So did it change? Did it change? Is it the same, whatnot? So I'll just go over a basic brief history for me. Grew up. My mom's a huge Elton John fan. She she loved the classic rock. She loved the the what we consider the oldies, the fifties and sixties, uh, and so a lot of that around the house, a lot of vinyls. Um, and so she was big into the Rolling Stones. She loved Elvis Presley. So she was big into that kind of music. So obviously, you grow up in a household like that. You yeah. you listen to that music. You hear it a lot, and, and it kind of influences you. So to this day, you know, huge Elton John fan. So thanks to my mom. Uh, and uh, so I grew up with that music. Loved it. Had vinyls all around the house. And then, of course, cassettes were still kind of still yeah, the thing. at the thing. And my very first cassette that I ever owned was Goodbye Yellow Brick Road by Elton John. Uh, and it was on a cassette. And uh, that, I wore that thing out. So back, remember back in the day, you could actually, yeah, you could wear, actually wear a tape out and you'd have to buy a new one. Yeah, I did that with a couple of mine. Exactly. Yeah. So just grew up through that. Uh, lo- I found out the love of 80s hair metal. Uh, and I, I was, I stayed there a long time. Bon Jovi, 80s, Quiet Riot, hair, hair Cinderella, uh, you name it. I, I listened to it. Uh, you know, uh, Firehouse, Extreme, all those bands. Just loved the hell out of those bands. Uh, and of course, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a great song. Uh, but yeah, so I love that stuff. And then I, and then the nineties happened, and I discovered a band called Tool, and that changed my whole world because like. All right, well these these guys are doing metal, but they're not doing this crazy virtuoso stuff. They're doing this like really deep, like heavy. The guitars are drop tuning, you know, dropping them down, getting really low. It's like, 
all right, this is kind of cool. So I went in through that whole 90s. You know, I was into Nirvana. I was into, you know, Alice in Chains. Uh, 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 didn't really care for Pearl Jam, actually. Um, but uh, they had some they had some good songs, but I, I wasn't really that big of a fan of Pearl Jam. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots were okay. Uh, but Candlebox, love them. Um, Silverchair, all those bands okay. that came out through that time. And then I got into a 90s punk phase, like a mid-90s punk phase, you know, when Green Day and all them were really getting hot. Uh, Newfound Glory and all them, uh, MXPX, all them, Yellow Card. I was, like, super into that. So I went through this punk phase. And then the 2000s happened, and I started discovering other bands overseas, you know, metal bands especially, Nightwish. Like well, like, yeah, bands that are overseas, you know, like okay. Opeth, uh, Porcupine Tree. Uh, some of these bands are not metal. top 40s. Yeah. So <laughs> Swedish metal. Swedish metal, Fuck yeah. yeah. Uh, Soil Works, Sweden In Flames. Capital, uh, Sweden, Norway. Well, I mean, like I know where the fuck metal. Sweden is, but yeah. I know there's, like, Swedish metal. Yeah, they actually call it, They're like, so the, the Gothenburg sound. Is, uh, Gothenburg. The Gothenburg. <laughs> That's actually where the word goth comes from. Uh, Gothenburg? Gothenburg, uh, Sweden. Right. It was an actual city in, in, in Sweden. And so that they, people were, would took that darker image, and obviously it became what we can call a goth. But uh, with the metal itself, I mean, amazing musicians. So love that music. And I don't really listen to anything on the radio. I haven't listened to anything on the radio probably for a decade. I, I That's why people like people were so into Taylor Swift and all these other I don't know them. I just I don't I listen do to the radio. So <laughs> No, I know who she is. Cause, no taste way. But shake it off because the kids know about that stuff because um, they hear the radio. But I and their friends listen to that stuff. But I just I never really gravitated towards the radio stuff, and it's weird because you know back in the '80s, hair metal that was on yeah. the radio, so it's kind of a weird paradigm shift. So that's kind of where I am musically. I just wanted to, and that was a really quick as I can get brief history. That was not quick. <laughs> that was pretty quick for Johnny. Two that actually minutes. is very two quick for Johnny. That's minutes. quick. He could have expounded for a whole hour. You know me. I expound till the cows come home. Yeah. Uh, now Brandy, let's have yeah. her put yeah. on oh here. Oh God, Brandy. Yeah. Now I did two and a half minutes, so I'm gonna set the clock <laughs> and go. Okay, so I uh, grew up in a rural small town where everybody listened to country music. My dad was a big country music fan. Um, so as far as radio went, uh, country music was the only thing we were allowed to listen to. So I was, grew up, you know, listening to Garth Brooks and, uh, Brooks and Dunn and, you know, stuff like that. Um, Mary Chapin Carpenter, uh, and stuff like that. Um, but when we got a little bit, cause that was like childhood. And then when we got a little bit older, then my dad, um, uh, my parents kind of split. Well, they did split <laughs> in my teens, and um, uh, the the best memories that I have with my dad in my teenage years after my parents split up is when we would, um, my brother and my dad and I would sit around and play either board games or card games or whatever, and we would listen to my dad's vinyl records, which was uh, The Doors and John Bon Jovi and... Uh, White Snake <laughs> and Motley Crue, <laughs> um, bunch of you know classic rock type stuff. Um, so those are um, my best memories with my dad uh, of my teen years. All involved that music, and uh, so that's what I was. I was into that for forever. Um, and then I was kind of <laughs> like, I was a little bit behind the times. Like I got into grunge in the two thousands, <laughs> like when it was already, when it was already passed. But I was super into Nirvana in the early two thousands. That was like my, my main band. 
Um, I also really like Creed and um, a couple other stuff. Um, Tool, but uh, not as much. Um, I was into Fear Factory, though, because my brother was into Fear Factory. I was into Corn uh, because my brother was into Corn. But then I was also still listening to, you know, what was, I mean, I fell into the, the, the same thing that all the other little, you know, teenage girls my age did at the time. You know, I did listen to Britney and I listened to the boy bands and I, I watched Britney. That. I didn't oh, listen baby. to Britney. Yeah. <laughs> I watched I her mean, videos. It was, it was what was available to me. You know, it, it's not like we didn't have streaming services and stuff like right. that. So you didn't get to pick and choose. You kind of were you kind of listen to what they put out there right um and then in the early 2000s is when i met you and started dating you and you also got me into the um overseas bands nightwish uh is my favorite one of all time and then you know opeth and and right nightwish is from finland and and uh, um, Opeth is from Sweden. Within yeah. Temptation, a whole bunch of them. We right. could go on and on yeah. uh, at nauseum about all the overseas bands that we love. Um, and that's kind of where I've been. However, I do still listen to a selection of popular music uh, because, one, I'm still big into the karaoke uh, thing because that's, like, my favorite thing to do. Mm -hmm. And, like, people don't really want to listen First of all, you're not going to have overseas bands in a karaoke book. So Unless you're uh, Radiohead or the Beatles or something like that. That's more mainstream. Yeah. yeah. So um, so I listen to stuff that's popular for singing. So, like, I do, knew, I do know, like, some Miley Cyrus and Lady Gaga um, and uh, Katy Perry and stuff like that. And uh, also, um, as we have said before I read a lot of fan fiction and it's actually a somewhat popular thing to do in fan fiction to like set the tone of the the story or whatever by saying by you know saying oh this song really inspired me to write this story and they'll have a link to the YouTube song and they'll be like all right I'll go see it because I want to see what they're talking about and of um you know, so there's, there's, so I get exposed to music that way too, because I'm like, okay, I, otherwise I never would have listened to some of the stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is a really good song. So that's where I'm at. And I'm still classic rock. I listen to classic rock like 90% of the time. So you define yourself as a classic rock um, junkie? Yeah, if it's Led Zeppelin or. Uh, I would AC consider DC. myself <laughs> a metal, a metalhead overall. Like, I like metals from all. I even I even consider like Boston like pre metal and you know because they they were doing guitar harmonies before people even knew what they were and obviously Iron Maiden and it was like the precursor to all that so yeah. kind of if I had to pick yeah. one genre that's my comfort zone I would say classic rock there's a lot of other genres out right. there that I also love but if I had to pick one I would nice. classic rock's my comfort zone Nate I'm curious because I I don't really know what uh, you know obviously you're a fan of Mark with a C who thanks again to Mark uh, for joining us on our other episode we really appreciate that uh, so. Uh, you love his music as well, and he's got an awesome, you know, awesome sound. Well, let him sound. tell you. Yeah, so what do you like, Nate? So I'm a hair older than you guys, right? I am I am measuring my distance to 40 and now months, no longer ah, years. So I am, gotcha. I am almost officially over the hill. Um, so everyone starts off with their parents' music, right? So right. my parents had me kind of young. So uh, Jethro Tull, Fleetwood <sighs> Mac, those are kind of where that's the era uh, Led Zeppelin. That's the kind of stuff that I grew up. Yeah. Knew all the word dire straits. Oh yeah, that's the stuff I started with. Yeah. Now then I go real eclectic. Um, I 
People will laugh now, but I'm going to defend this. At the time, it was cool. MC Hammer and Vanilla Ice, I was a huge yeah, fan. Were. At the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. At the time. Well, we all look back and we're like, giggle, giggle. At the time, they were huge. They well, were that's huge. the same thing with the with the freaking bubblegum bubble pop that, you know, at the time, they were freaking ruling. Yeah, with so, TRL yes. and MTV. So after that kind of radio-friendly... Uh, I got into then hard gangster rap. Like I yeah. still know every word to every Dr. Dre album, Snoop's album. Um, I Wu Tang. I am a huge Method Man fan, yeah. and I still love that that era of of rap. I hate almost every version of new rap or yeah. trap music, all that horseshit. Um, so oh, I went from shit. I went from there <laughs> to it's it's relevant. I my dad remarried to a lady who became a very devout Pentecostal to the point of we could no longer listen to secular music. Ooh, yeah. So I got pulled and that was a hard journey. Um, but I ended up and it's again, eclectic uh, newsboys, DC talk, a bunch of like Christian artists. And then um, from there I was able to, you know, through things happening, got to pick my own music. Um, I discovered green day, early green day. I love current green day. Cannot fucking stand. Um, and then settled into what is my favorite band of all time, Blink-182. That is – that is. Yeah, you've been fronting Blink-182 I, I love Blink Street. from yeah. way – I mean, I don't want to be that guy. I loved them before anyone knew them, but yeah. I <laughs> I literally saw them at one of the first ever Warp Tours yeah. ever when they were – before Travis Barker was even the, the drummer. Um, so I lived there. Um, and then currently it's – I have a daughter, so that kind of influences things. So I mm -hmm. still listen to that kind of pop punk. Honestly, my favorite music I listen to is pop punk covers of other songs. Like U2 has entire channels of mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. There's sure. a band called uh, Faith on Fire. Um, they cover a ton of pop songs, but they put a little more rock into like a, it, a little punk yeah. sound into it. Mm -hmm. um, but like, it gets weird. Like Shawn Mendes has a song, There's No Holding You Back. It is the classic pop song, and I, for whatever reason, am like bobbing in my car. I mean, my daughter are dancing. It's, um, it's catchy. There's yeah. a reason this stuff it's is called popular. Pop music, yeah. 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 And then uh, Imagine Dragons. They're probably my other. Yeah, I've been riding them man. hard. The last three, four albums, they just they can do no wrong. I love the I've deep percussion. Put out anything that's shit. I mean, yeah. Imagine Dragons, it's been solid, like, across Since six came years, out. Yeah. seven years. Yeah. I mean, I and they, literally I discovered them. two albums or three? Four. But holy I shit. I think four. I discovered them through the Muzak when I worked at AT&T. They had a, okay. one of their yeah. songs, and I'm like, I kind of like these guys. And then yeah. it was just hit, hit, hit. You hit, know what hit, happens hit, when you listen to the radio a lot? Become radioactive. <laughs> oh my god! And that was this episode of the Happy Hour. Dad, Dad, joke. We had to wait long Dad enough for corner. him to show up. So yep. yeah, at the yeah, yeah. The same mark. thing happened uh, to me as well. As far as the whole secular, anti-secular music, I definitely went through a phase of that. Um, I resisted very, very strongly. Oh, um, yeah, I pumped the brakes on that bitch hard, too. Yeah. But it was one of those things, like, it, it seems like, it, for multiple people I know, their parents hit that stage of, like, look, we're cutting everything back. This is the window you get, and you had to figure out what in that window you could yeah. live These with. names aren't going to mean anything to you, but literally, um, oh, I forgot, but right before Christian... I I still love Seattle grunge, uh, Soundgarden, yeah. Pearl Jam. When you said I hate Pearl Jam, I wanted yeah. to backhand you a little bit. <laughs> uh, I mean, I love the whole Seattle sound, uh, yeah, one hundred percent. So I went 
I had the Soundgarden Super Unknown CD, one of my favorite CDs of all time. My stepmother took it and said it was a demon on the front cover. Oh it's like an infrared image of Chris Cornell's profile. Right, right. Yeah. That's the cover. Um, and then she replaced it with a Carmen CD. For those who don't know who Carmen is, it's if Tom Jones was a Christian singer. So <laughs> I struggled hard and then finally went to Rock the Universe, which is an yeah. event at Universal Studios. Yep. Yeah. I discovered Audio Adrenaline, Third Day. Yeah. So an actual yeah. rock that wasn't bad. I was yeah, like, it was really good. Yeah. Christian, Christian music doesn't have to be lame, but just the whole, like, oh, you all non-Christian music is the devil yeah. mentality. P.O.D. who has found mainstream mixes. You said yeah. MXPX. I remember when MXPX was a super straight-edge, never-cussed band, and then completely 180 into secular music and started talking about sex, drugs. Mm-hmm. They cussed in every song, and I literally went, but, 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 you were... You were you the were, punk band that you I were could, supposed uh, to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they totally did the 180. So yeah. So what about you, Deuce? Um, for me, I would say it, I had my Power Four, which this is the lamest white dad shit ever. So feel free to laugh. It's Dave Matthews Band. Sweet. It's Counting Crows. Uh, mm-hmm. it's Sister Hazel. Um, and also John Mayer. That's like my power for. So like, all of it was '90s except for John Mayer. So you're like exactly. '90s rock. Pretty much like all of it yeah. was that because like in the '90s, like I found, and it was funny through our, our legal department is how I found Dave Matthews Band because his dad I'm bought a D&B fan. Yeah, he bought the first yeah, like CD Dave under Matthews. the table and dreaming. It was like this is crap, and I'm like, can I have it? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> take it. And I, don't listen to it. and I, I think I wore that out like that CD out to the point where I had to go buy a new CD, which yeah. I didn't think was humanly possible. And then I had my mom actually buy me the second one when it came out because we had specs in Winter Haven and oh, it was near man. the school. That's Holy way back machine. Yeah, that is a fucking throwback, wow. right? So, Oh my God. I told mom, I said, look, their new album's coming out. Can you go to specs? Here's the money. Go to specs and get it for me. <laughs> so she brought it back and that was the one with Crash and like all their, like, right. if you know fucking Dave Matthews band, like yeah. 90% of the songs you know are I was a late bloomer album. to Ma- Dave Matthews band. I yeah, you were. I, I was yeah. like, you gave me shit. No, 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 no. For liking Dave Matthews Band. No, I didn't. Yeah. So, w- yeah, you did. She's, she's over-exaggerating. So what happened was, because I You're worked like, at- eh, I don't like them. I worked at a guitar shop at the time. Right, right. And and I, like- So he was guitar You hear all snow. the songs oh, yeah. all the time. You hear people in the store playing these songs all the time. So you get to the point where you become desensitized to it. Like, this is, this music doesn't exist to me. Because yeah. people are playing YouTube. People are playing, you know, Green Day, all that stuff. Yeah. I love Green Day. No stairway. Uh, no stairway, exactly. <laughs> Did you have the sign? <laughs> no, but we had it in the back <laughs> in, in our office uh, as a joke. But it it just like all these bands that were really popular, like whenever someone played Sweet Child of Mine, you know, it was just like, like oh, you just heard all these songs all day long. So it, it just got really monotonous. So, But it wasn't until after I left that I was discovering some of their older stuff, like their earlier albums, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then I really found appreciation for them, and I really yeah. like them now. But it was a band that kind of grew with me over and then time. I, then I was the total cliche where I'm like, I liked Dave Matthews before you even knew yeah. what it was. was. <laughs> I, I knew what it was just Dave Matthews. Yeah, I, I hate being like, I knew them before you, but... Yeah. I, well, that's yeah. the thing. Like Now if I tell people like I'm a Dave Matthews band fan now, they're like... You smoking those patchouli cigarettes and, and smoking the weed and wearing the Birkenstocks? And I'm like, dude, I had the first it ain't three about albums. That. Yeah, like yeah. the I still actually have the first three albums and the 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 little compact disc holder. Now that's a throwback. So what that do you came in. what do you listen to now? 
man, it's tough because right now it's as much as I hate to say it, it's still the power four. Now I hit, you know, I hit a, a, a plateau. A, well, not a plateau, but there was a phase in there where I was really about kind of the the gangster rap, and I wouldn't even say that. It was more like the 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 DMX and the Wu Tang Clan, and like, and that was I'm talking like early 2000s for like a minute. But mm-hmm. still, I mean. Nine times out of ten, I'm so fucking white. I listen to talk radio, and then I'll flip over to, like, the new, like, the top 40 station, and mm. I'll be like, oh, that new, uh, you know, Katy Perry song is okay. And, you know, like, I'll, I'll hear some of the newer stuff, and I'm like, that's all right. But normally, if I'm listening to music, I'm putting in Dave Matthews Band, Counting Crows, uh, Third Sister Eye, Third Eye Blind, you like them, right? Yeah, I, so actually, that nineties rock. They are the stuff. worst live band ever. Are they? are they really? They are so produced, yeah. oh, which oh, on bad. a CD sounds great, but that guy's raw voice it's is god awful. Yeah. I went to see them in Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, and like, Ooh, what whoa. a lineup! That's, That's a throwback. Pretty That's pretty cool. cool. Uh, yeah. and both lead singers were garbage. I was really? like, I can't yeah. listen to them, and I'm usually really forgiving of that because I understand yeah. it's produced, right? But oh. I was like, sometimes. I'm not staying. Sometimes. Though. Yeah. And we all have embarrassing That's... ones. Like, I've paid multiple times to go see Limp Biscuit live. Sure. And, and, and still every once in a while. I ain't even lie. You don't even song, need to hate on that. Because a song comes on, I'm like. grew up in the 90s, you know Limp Biscuit. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Exactly. And you Biscuit were a Limp Biscuit fan. All over. Yeah. Like, we have a mutual friend that may have rolled up somewhere and turned Limp Biscuit off and put something else on. Uh, so We have a friend. Who is of different skin color? Who was rocking Limp Biscuit? Picked up a buddy who was his skin color, and to keep credit, took out Limp Biscuit, put in DMX. The second yeah. we dropped him off, he put Limp Biscuit back in. <laughs> like, literally, like he's like, all right, he's That's, gone. Okay, let dude, me put Limp Biscuit. I absolutely in. own chocolate starfish and hot so in together now. Yeah. Uh, Fred Durst would pull people up on stage to do Method Man's part. I was 19, so yeah, bear with me. I practiced. In the hopes <laughs> of who knows the words to be, be like me. Well, I know. I knew every. Me. I could do the background vocals. I could even. I could modulate my voice. The times I like scratched the record in mid yeah. mid sentence. I had it down <laughs> in awesome. hopes that they would pick me out of the crowd. Yeah, that's funny. That's you know, bring it back to kind of combine all your stories. Um, so we talked about Specs music. So I'm bringing it back mm-hmm. to you, and I'm bringing it back to Nate. Christian music. Yeah. I saw back when Winter Haven had a mall. Yeah. We all remember when Winter Haven had a mall. Uh, that we do? <laughs> oh, you don't, but the three of us do. Say, I don't. Uh, Winter Haven had a mall, and uh, Jars of Clay uh, played there. Did um, they really? B- before their right. Were it Specs? Yeah, at, right. I don't know if it was like near Specs. I forget where they were playing, but they were Probably playing it. I think it was inside yeah. Specs. Uh, but it was I over there. Quasi remember yeah. this, but go ahead. But they I'm were sorry. playing there because their first story. album came out in '95, uh, Flood. and yeah. yeah, Flood was huge yeah, at which the time. Was huge. Like it was getting mainstream. Yes, it was. Play, which it you was, were like, what? It the was like, fuck? wow. Yeah. And I remember the first time I heard it at Chili's. I was sitting yeah. here, Georgia Clay is playing at Chili's. This is so weird. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But they, I remember going to their concert. They had maybe a hundred people there, which is big, you know. I guess for you know, for Chili's, for Chili's. Uh, and I remember going over there, and they uh, they were just playing an acoustic set with two guys, it's two two of the Not five at members. Chili's at the mall. No, no, no yeah, at the <laughs> mall. And that, but I heard that heard the music at Chili's. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, and it was really cool to see where bands start off to where they become because they go. A lot of bands go through these changes. They you know like Metallica, they change their sound or they go away for a while and come back. And so like. I work for a company. Uh, I'll, I'll mention the name. George's Music, uh, and uh, they they have a store on International Drive. They have a store in Fern Park, 
Uh, they used to have one at, at Disney, right? Yeah, uh, down, downtown uh, Disney. Big gu- guitar gallery. Allegedly. Uh, at the, yeah, allegedly. Uh, it's the pop gallery now, but... Yeah. Um, allegedly. Mark, Trema- <laughs> Mark Tremonti would freak with that shop all the fame. time. Yeah. 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 Mark Tremonti of Creed. Yeah, and uh, Alter Bridge. Uh, he would and come Alter in, Bridge, and yes. he would just hang out and like get to know everybody, and we'd all trade stories with him. And like we got to the point where like he'd come in and he'd be like, "Hey Johnny, what's up?" We I knew he knew me. I knew him. He knew me by first name basis. And we were just talking about guitars. And then he like he got and my number and he called me and he's like, and "Hey." And then I, and then I started dating Johnny and Johnny blew my fucking mind because he called him and like, "Hi, yeah. I really love Creed." And she was Alter fangirling Ridge. out. I so was. Oh, wow. Went to church with those guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, I went to church it, with, all, yeah. with a lot of those guys yeah. at Calvary Assembly. Yeah. yeah, they were. I mean, it's cool the whole Orlando area. Like, mm-hmm. where, what's come from that? The, the whole reason I bring up music is because I kind of feel bad in hindsight that I missed the whole like uh, gangster rap scene because all my friends were listening to it. Yeah. No, I mean seriously. I, I like, don't some, feel bad. I, I mean, th- there's it's a rich history. It is that, that they have. There's and an they, awesome movie. There's I know that they, came they, out. they did a lot of ground breaking stuff and oh, yeah. they did a uh, a huge voice for the black community and and stuff like that it's a very very important part of history it is however not my cup of tea not my type of music to, that what was I that enjoy. movie that came out last year or the year before yeah straight out compton yeah. Mm-hmm. uh yeah that i mean that movie was fa- fantastic Dude, you know and i really top to bottom I, I, oh, stellar. Doing this, yeah. Right? uh but yeah i was like wow this really like made me go wow because i kind of I kind of in the mid two thousands was like, all right, there's some cool people out there doing some stuff, Lil yeah. John and all them, and and Eminem, and you know, just just some, just some crazy stuff. But I wasn't really, I didn't really understand it, you know, the precursor yeah. to it. And I was like, man, I wish I would really have listened to, you know, the gangster rap and stuff, because I knew my mom listened to yeah. it ironically. So that was the funny thing. My mom, you can vouch. I my know. mom listened to all those bands. She absolutely. She, she listened. She listened to them. She listened to. Rest in peace, Vicky. I love you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, she listened to. She was a huge. Uh, what's her name? Um, Missy. Yeah, no. she like no. She liked Missy Elliott. Yeah, but you're but, thinking of uh, Kesha. No, 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 no. Before that. Oh. No, before that, uh, Lauren Hill. She's Lauren huge Hill. Lauren Hill oh. fan. The, huge. Yeah. I mean, she had like. Three well, or four, too. Yeah, yeah, but three <laughs> or four of her CDs, and like, so she was really into that like hip hop stuff. It surprised me. I was like, "Well, I got to give a shout out to our buddy, the same one we were talking about with the Olympics get stuff, because, like, in high school, the little bit of gangster rap I'd listened to was mostly like Wu Tang, Method Man, stuff like that. Well, it was goodness gracious, probably two thousand two ish, one two. I had my ex- Explorer, a.k.a. the Exploder, and I had broken the CD player, but the tape deck still worked. And he was <laughs> like, look, I'm getting rid of this box of tapes. And it was all NWA, straight out of Compton, stuff like that. So, like, he gave me a whole, like, a shoebox full of, like, gangster rap tapes. And, like, <laughs> so at least I- you had something to listen to in your Right, <laughs> and literally that was always in the shotgun seat. So, like, that is where, I, and I got to give a big shout-out to Wood, that's where I got an appreciation for a lot of the old, because, like I said, I knew Wu-Tang and stuff like that, but I didn't know, like, the gangster rap history. But through right. that, it was, like, 
Dr. Dre, it was Snoop Dogg, Tupac. it was NWA, it's Tupac. Fascinating yeah. history. That seriously, like it was all in that box, you, and I learned from that if, box. If you folks listening have not seen Straight Outta Compton, it's on HBO now. You can check it out on HBO yeah. Go app. Uh, it's fantastic. Even film. yeah, even if you're not a fan of the genre, it's really fascinating. It's worth yeah, watching. it really is. Watch it's it's, it's an awesome movie. The stuff they had to go through, and and the, and, and the Ice f- Cube's son plays Ice Cube, which is yeah, kind of yeah, I know, which is insane, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, def- you don't have to be a fan of the music to appreciate it. Still, it's really, you know? and I kind of, in hindsight, wish I would have explored it more because I, I, I know a lot of people that are our generation that listen to it, obviously, and, and so like, retrospectively, I look back and I'm, I kind of sort of had little bits and pieces of, uh, of uh, music that I liked that was more when it was rap that kind of mixed a little bit of the rock. Yeah. So like Cypress Hill, you know, yeah. they had some mm-hmm. really cool stuff, uh, and then you know there was. POD had like the elements, you know, where they'd ha- have yeah. a little bit of that in there with the rock, and they have they'd have what like more. Ice, what was Ice T's uh, band? They had oh, like a oh goodness, I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna bug you're you later. Exactly right. Like, like in the morning, was sit up. Yeah, and sure. Yeah, but yeah. he had like a like a metal band that would. And play what with was him that? Sometime. And what was band. that? Um, um, uh, not Snoop Dogg. What's the other guy? Um, I'm getting a brain fart now. Doctor uh, Dre. No, the other guy that's popular during the Tupac. No, well, that was good. Mid two thousands, um, he changed his name. I forget. I'm getting the name now. Prince got a song. Oh. So that's the thing. It's I don't remember, but it was rock influenced, and and the, I remember hearing that and going, "Wow, that's really really cool." Uh, the melody's like, "Dun dun 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 dun." Puffy, song. puffy, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna so, say. So yeah. he changed his name. Like it's, it's not yes. P Diddy, right? Yeah. Like, it was yeah. Puffy because yeah. Yeah, there was Puff yeah. Daddy. Yeah. yeah. And then but P. I remember P. hearing Diddy. that song because going through the radio. You got to remember it was Biggie, yeah. and then uh, Puffy was basically like his, his manager, hype man. Hype man. Yeah. And then, especially after Biggie died, like he took over. He did. But Biggie taught him so much. He right. was like, oh, I know how to run he, the board now. Like I, well, that he might have known a lot of that stuff. Watch. Sure. Managing Biggie, but I, I mean, seriously, I don't even know the name of that song. I think Nate Nate's looking it up, or yeah. he knows the name of it. I don't know. But, but I can tell you right now, man, like old school Biggie and old school oh, Pop. The one I was trying to really hum or whatever, stuff. I did poorly. Puffy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't what, remember the name of the song. song. I don't remember the name. But. Big don't 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 about us. But they're in like the, the music videos. They're in a Bad house. Boys they're for life. They're like in a garage, yeah, and they have, he has like a band with him. And I was like, this is really cool. He's like doing a rock thing. I was like, this is neat. So I was more. I gravitated as more the stuff that had a little more rock element. The What's only that? Puff Daddy song that I ever got into was the one that they did for, for that. Godzilla. For that Godzilla. That's Come exactly with me. what I was singing. Because <laughs> <laughs> it had Led Zeppelin in it. it yeah, was, exactly. It was, like, <laughs> it was crazy because you had that Led Zeppelin refuse like, yeah, we going to fight this lizard. Get all the lizards. That's literally not a lyric in the song. Come with me was Come the name of the song. Yeah, yeah. I also loved but Rum yeah. DNC when they oh did stuff gosh. with uh, Aerosmith. So yeah. like, I liked when the rap artists would like change it up hey, a little bit. The collabs were awesome because it because of the collaboration that that they do with the when you body count. Sorry, I just interrupted. Ice yeah. T's metal band was body, body count. count. It literally it was. Yeah. It was fucking, Sorry. No, I got. <laughs> I know. I know how that goes. That I knew who they were too. No, so, yeah. it, it's yeah. cool when they do collaborations because then you're like, oh, that was cool. What is this other yeah. genre then? From both sides, people that were only into the hip hop. And then they do a collab with a classic rock. Well, then they're like, oh, let me check out this classic rock. Right. And, and, and vice versa. And not to bring this podcast down a little bit, but 
the I'd say the perfect fusion of rap and rock that happened in the uh, 99 2000 Lincoln Park, right? Where they mixed elements, yeah. oh they had actual rapping God. in it, I'm and, but still they put sad. rock in there. What was it called? It was it was Lincoln Park One, and Jay Z. They reimagined. Well, oh, that was later, but one step yeah. closer, right? You had. You had Chester doing the the vocals and Mike yeah. Shinoda. He did the rapping. The rapping. Right? That was like yeah. that was cool mix and music. Oh, Very, that, was, that was big. You you want to talk school. about like, a CD yeah. that yeah. I wore out? Hybrid Theory was yeah. just, Hybrid Theory. Yeah. But they also did another one. It was like Reimagine or something like that. Like where they mixed did some remixes on it or whatever. Yeah, yeah it was like a remix on it. With it had like more beats See, on it. I didn't care for that one. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, no, but, I liked the original songs best. But I like Jay Z. Yeah, with like encore. That is a dope song. Yeah, I still like that one to this day um and then he did mike did fort minor which was yeah that's cool. true yeah and do you guys remember limp biscuit or lincoln park did a song with the execute or it was executioners executioners with static x. i remember that one with static x that was great was called executioners so it was this hard heavy band oh it was with awesome. lincoln park it was, it was amazing it was fantastic it's called we're yeah. going down that was the name of the song we'll yeah it out. It was uh, amazing. but the reason i bring up music is because like it's something i think all four of us obviously not everyone is into music. Some people, no. you know, but for us, it influenced us, uh, influenced, you know, our lives, you know, and I feel like music for me. Music it, is the entire reason Johnny and I even met each other. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I feel like with music, it's, it, it's got to make you feel something, right? Brian May has always said that, like Brian May, guitar player from Queen. He's like, you know, he appreciates all music because he, he knows everyone comes from different walks of life. Everyone has different stories they want to tell. But mm-hmm. he goes, at the end of the day, music needs to make you feel something. Music, you, it makes you contemplate life, makes you feel sad. I mean, you know, you can relate to a heartbreak or whatever, or you can get happy. You get excited. Something can rock. You can and feel you can, at peace. You can get pumped. Right. You know, you can be relaxed. You know, classical music. And so, like, that's at the end of the day, music needs to make you feel something. And I, I feel like that, that yeah. you know, that's one of the – it's very simple but profound to me when I heard that. I was like, yeah, you know, this is coming from, you know, amazing musician uh, who's like a scientist. He's like a – physicist isn't he technically he did queen on the side for fun ended up doing didn't realize how he's he queen on the side for fun yeah he built his own guitar he, he was an engineer so okay. he, he that's he built his own he's guitar he like the guitar he plays yeah. big red the red special is what they calls it uh he built that himself and like he didn't even wasn't even going to be in a band he just wanted to play guitar and he learned oh. it and then he i mean freddie mercury oh my god yeah. that dude who I mean I don't know anyone that could replicate that voice. I mean that mm-hmm. guy just was was a prodigy, you know. Uh, but music. I saw, is I saw the best meme the other day. Speaking of Queen, is where it had um, Beyonce, where she's like, "I'm the Queen," and then Taylor Swift was on there. She's like, "I'm the Queen," and then they had the picture of the Queen of England, and like, "Ha ha ha, bitches!" And then had Freddie Mercury. He's like, "Ladies." Please, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes. Because I think that's a band that a lot of people can relate to, and they and they and they hit they their music transcends uh, decades, right? Yeah. And I feel yes. like everyone knows, even just clap clap stomp of "We yep. Will Rock You." You oh, know yeah. a yep. Queen song. Everyone dude, knows one. Dude, everyone does. Yep. Our kids, they know more than one. <laughs> yeah, they've listened <laughs> to like the that. whole best of or whatever. Well, it was yeah. funny. I I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were telling me about a uh, Flash Gordon, the original Flash Gordon, uh-huh. and they were mm-hmm. like, "Look, Flash. <laughs> but they were like, literally, me and my dad went to the movies, saw Flash Gordon, and then literally afterwards walked to the record store, got the Flash Gordon album, which is all fucking Queen songs. It's amazing, and played it all the way home. See, so everyone does Flash, but I remember Highlander. 
Highlander oh, yeah. was good yeah. as shit. Who too. wants to live forever? Yeah, that was true. like the 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 deep hit song. That, of that the one. Highlander theme, because everybody thinks the Highlander theme is that like minute and a half. That's a that whole song. Was the you know the uh, that's the intro. That's yeah. the intro. That ain't even the fucking song, man. That's yeah. like getting you prepped for the song. Yeah. The intro for the old TV show. Yeah. So it's fascinating just to you know. But now, like, like right, you guys educate me. <laughs> This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by... Come check out the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce live at Free Play Florida. So far, we've got confirmed guests, Billy Mitchell, Walter Day, George Lowe, the voice of Space Ghost on Cartoon Network, Keith Apicary, Classic Gaming Wiz, and self-proclaimed Sega CEO, Scott Adams, legendary creator of text-based adventures, and our good friend, Brian Colon, creator of Rampage and Arch Rivals. There will also be over 200 games at this event, including three 10-foot arcade cabinets featuring classic games like Star Wars. There will also be a console museum. Go get tickets at wp.freeplayflorida.com. Friday is going to be 25 bucks. Saturday is 30. Sunday is 25 bucks. Kids are, of course, five dollars. You can get the whole weekend, Johnny, for 60. And also, there's going to be an awesome Saturday night party, which is 15 dollars, but it's going to be from 11:30 to 3 a.m. Full arcade music plus live performances, and it's all at the newly renovated Double, Double Tree Sea World. So you definitely want to go check it out, and don't forget to tell them that the Happy, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, Deuce sent you. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by the Lakeland Role-Playing Guild. Join the adventure with the Lakeland Role-Playing Guild. Founded in 2000, the guild starts its 18th year of supporting and promoting the role-playing game hobby in September with a big anniversary party and some lightly structured games. The guild hosts too many convention-style game nights every month on the second and fourth Fridays, where you can find up to four scheduled and prepared games, plus up to three open tables, all ready for a packed four hours of hobby-centered fun and fellowship. Among the regularly scheduled games on the LRPG's rotating calendar are three exclusive in-house ongoing campaigns, one exclusive in-house mini-campaign anthology series, and a few periodic episodes of members' personal home campaigns. The majority of those games are RPGs, but miniature war games hit the guild tables as well, along with the occasional board game. Some events also feature instructional clinics and roundtable discussions on a variety of game rules, techniques, and theories, so all participants can share their experience and learn more about the hobby from each other. The guild also has planned gaming-free social outings on those random fifth Fridays that pop up some month. And of course, members of the LRPG take part in area conventions as players and game masters, as well as coordinate some activities with other gaming clubs. For more information on the Lakeland Role-Playing Guild, visit the website at lakeland-rpg.com or check out the social media at facebook.com slash Lakeland Role-Playing Guild and on Twitter at LakelandRPG plus hashtag Dice on the Road. Lakeland Role-Playing Guild. They play games! Grove Roots Brewing Company, the official beer sponsor of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Find them in downtown Winter Haven, Florida. They're also on Facebook.com forward slash Grove Roots Brewing and GroveRoots.com.
<laughs> educate me a little bit. What what are the kids listening to nowadays? Like, what's popular? So what's trap hot? is a huge thing, right? What's so trap? trap music is it's a subgenre of rap slash hip hop. You're gonna get people like I, I'm probably naming people who are you know the parents know, but it's Fetty Wap, yeah. Rich Homie Quan, uh, Little Uzi Vert. These names sound horrible. Yeah, uh, Little Yachty. It's names of '80s villains, but they're, but they're gonna, names so, of future Bond video game villains. Not even go. the movie video game villains. I call it yeah. mumble rap. Yeah. Mumble a lot rap. of the guys literally they yeah. mumble rap. You don't understand what the fuck they're yeah. saying. Um, they're the worst at the gym for starting to play this now. Like for a hot minute, like they so would play stuff. A, but there's a the decent gym, beat for if you're trying to do aerobics yeah. or something. Yeah. But it's the vocals, man. I I can't yeah. get. But that's a pop. It. That's yeah. a trap. Is a trap genre. Music right. is a, it's like a subgenre of right. hip hop slash rap, and then because it's music you play in the trap house. Which Johnny, do you know what a trap? I house have is? no idea what you're talking. Trap about. Trap house is a new word for crack house. So if you have a crack house, you have a trap house. So. Really? I, the more you, you know, know about <laughs> you get your <laughs> <laughs> No, but so that's a genre that's popping out. Yep. No, I didn't. I, I I wasn't so blind that I missed dubstep. I actually really like dubstep. Uh, but that that but I, I can, can only listen to it to a certain degree. I, that's I can only one listen of those things yeah. where it's still, take it or leave still it. Still big, I mean, yeah. I call it wub wub music that's still actually. I mean, EDM as a whole genre, right? Yes. is still giant. I mean, you still got. I mean, I mean, some of the older names, but like Skrillex, but you have yeah. people like Calvin Harris, who's still the highest paid DJ in the world. Yeah. Is still and he's playing crazy music. songs. Like the biggest song of the summer yeah. was him and Katy Perry. Uh, so. Steve Aoki, yeah. I think is how you say his last name. These are all DJs that kind yeah. of do EDM music mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that it's still a very, it's, I would argue it's the largest global genre sure. is EDM yeah. because you got yeah. Germany. I mean, Germany yeah, is to yeah. EDM music what Sweden and Netherlands is to metal, right? Right. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I so agree. That stuff is yeah. huge. I agree. And not yeah. to mention, I think Chainsmokers fall in that genre, correct? Chainsmokers. Oh. I have no I, idea what you're talking about. Poppy, it's pop rock. It's is that a pop band? pop rock. It's a band. But, yeah. like, oh. prime example, okay. like, I'm not, like, okay, like, I listen to like a minor minutia of like top forty, and uh-huh. usually it's when I'm driving home and I don't like what talk radio is on. Right, and like their songs come on, and they've got a couple songs. That I'm like, okay, that's cool. Then they did one with Coldplay, which Coldplay is my jam. Like they're they there was a power four I talked about. They're in the power five now. They're the fifth. <laughs> yeah, they're okay. the fifth. Something just I, like this. Yeah, something just like this. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Because they played at the gym all the time. And I'm like, what is this? And it's like Chainsmokers and Coldplay. And I'm like, I didn't know I wanted this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I did not know this was something I wanted. But like Coldplay and the Chainsmokers together works really good. Because a lot of the Chainsmokers stuff to me is like, I'm too fucking old for this shit. Mm-hmm. Like there's one song about a guy that meets a girl in a bar, but he used to date her slash walk along like with her. People and, will say yeah. like, Chain smokers take every first world problem, yeah, and, and add a, a three chord, yeah. three chord note repeat yeah. to it, and you have a chain smoker song. Yeah, that's really? funny. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like so oblivious. Like I, I would say, my favorite top forty artist uh, is Adele. I think she's an amazing oh. singer. Solid. She's I she's really Adele. great. Her her music has soul. Yeah. You know, it has has like emotion in it. Like some people are just good singers, yeah. but they don't they don't they don't elicit any emotion. They're very no. produced in the studio. They don't do anything for me, but when I first time heard Adele, I was like, oh, I was like, oh wow, that that girl is singing from her yeah. heart, man. She's got she's got like and this expressiveness to her voice. 
of the um, popular music that I listen to, you know, Adele is one of them. And because again, the whole reason, one of the main reasons I listen to popular music is because it's what's popular to sing mm-hmm. when you go out at a karaoke bar. Um, but for me, you know, it's all about the lyrics. I, so mumble rap would drive me fucking crazy because, <laughs> like, I, it is yeah. all about I the can't. lyrics for me because I want a song that I can sing to because that's my whole thing is singing. Like, I love to sing. So, like, if you put out a song that is – like, I enjoy dubstep, but there's only – so you can't really sing dubstep. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, um, so the, 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 the popular – <laughs> yeah. So the stuff that's uh, that's out there and popular that has lyri- uh, powerful lyrics right. and melodies, you know, yeah, I'm gonna be all about that. So, yeah, if you wanna if if you wanna know what trap music is or wanna get just the slightest taste, there's a fairly popular rapper named Little Dick Little Dicky. I've heard of the name. I've he, heard the name. I was about actually. to say if his name he's is got Little some Dick, he's the greatest uh, rapper he's ever. And I've I heard of his name. He's literally, he. he Every rap song, he's a white Jewish guy, and he talks about it. Does he? But he's got a song called "Save That Money." Yeah, it's featuring Fetty Wap and Rich Homie Quan. So Google it for the home. And it literally, I really want to listen. The chorus "Save That Money" with Fetty Wap. I think I'm going to include it in the soundtrack, but it would get a copyright strike. So no. Oh whoops. (laughs) 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 But yeah, Google it just if you want to understand because the chorus you'll get it. You 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 don't understand quite what they're saying. Yeah. I like Lil Dicky because I like he's he's a clever lyricist, which is what makes yeah. me, which is the only thing that gets me to like current rap is if you're really good at like the analogies and stuff puns. you make you make yeah. you, you like it's I'm like okay I appreciate what you have to say. It's also why I like um, Childish Gambino. Oh yeah, same yeah. thing. It, that's probably I the only is. new rapper that I really like is Childish Gambino, aka uh, Donald, Donald Glover, Glover. Yeah. who's on Community. He's gonna be in Atlanta. the new Han Solo movie, Atlanta. That Atlanta show is fucking baller. I don't know if you guys have I've seen it. I've heard of it, yeah. Have you seen it? No, I heard uh, it's good, though. Oh, it's fucking stellar. But, like, he is really, really good. When I listen to him, and he even does, like, not just rap. He does funk. And I'm like, okay, like, this is really, this is good shit. Because normally, that's not what I would gravitate towards. But, like, because yeah. I knew him from Community, I'm like, okay, I'll give this a shot. And it's really, really good. Bruno Mars. Oh yeah! Still oh god! Yeah. Bruno Mars is oh, very. I love they Bruno blow Mars. him up on the gym all the time, and I'm but like, again, I didn't even know I wanted strawberry champagne. Wh- what's <laughs> what's I didn't great? even know what that was, but I really want to fucking try it. What's great about Bruno Mars music for me is that he's so much of a tenor that I'm like, I don't even have to like try to adjust or like you know try to sing like an octave up or an octave down i'm like i'm right there um, with him i'll tell you what yeah. I, I i'm gonna give you guys a little um history on myself on the last year or maybe two years i've found and i didn't know this genre existed i, I mean i've heard of the music before but there's a genre called synth wave or synth pop and it's essentially all music that sounds like 80s electronic okay. music. Oh, yeah. But I it's know. got melody to it. It doesn't oh, sound I heard like. I band recently that I was like, this is an 80s song. And they're like, nope, this came out nope, two weeks yeah, ago. This yeah, came, but yeah. they have like these awesome like, like synth what? sounds to them. And yeah. either they'll put vocals or it's just instrumental. They'll do. But I've been like really on this wave of, of instrumental uh, synth wave music. And it's just, it blew my mind. Like, I was like, this is a genre of music I should have been listening to since it started. Mm-hmm. And it's been around for like a decade now, I guess, apparently. But it's really blown up for me and now that I'm, I, we have Spotify I go through the ro- the sp- Spotify rabbit now hole now that we have Spotify well, we've had, we've it, had but, Spotify for yeah but 
I go through the I go through the Spotify <laughs> Spotify rabbit hole. I'm like, this band's related yeah. to this band. This band's Spooky. related to this band. And you just go on, and I'm, I'm like, well, that's the cool thing about the Spotify. If I'm using the right service, or maybe I'm using Pandora. I apologize. Where they do channels, like you pick the artist. And then it's like you can do artist radio on Spotify. Oh, you can. Mm-hmm. But I think Deuce is using a lot of uh, Pandora. Apps can do that though. Yeah, so. yeah. It, that's they? a common thing. It might yeah. be Pandora because yeah. I love Train. So uh, I've Ed got Sh- like an old Ed Train. Sharon. Yeah. Ed, Ed Sh- is it Shereen. Shereen. He's giant, the redhead guy. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, the guy that showed Truth. up randomly on Truth. fucking Game of Thrones. Brandy can vouch for me. Yes, he was on. He was on Game of Thrones. So Brandy can vouch for this for me. I have no idea who the guy was. And, uh-huh. and when it Good came on you. the episode, like, no, 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 I actually no. feel better about you being a man. That you didn't know the <laughs> fuck so, was. I, so I'm getting on the show, and like they keep, I, and I, was, I told Brandon, I was like, why do they keep zooming in on this guy? His eyes look a little cross-eyed a little bit, and like, why are they? He zooming? looks like uh, a little frittata, right? Like yeah. a little frittata. Yeah, his yeah. eyes are a little cross-eyed, and I'm like, who is this guy? Nobody knows where that came from, but well, me and you. Well, <laughs> they, well, I can't use the other word, so frittata is the one we're gonna use. But. <laughs> and Brandy's like, oh, that's the, you said the guy's name. I don't even yeah. know. It's Ed Sharon, Shireen, whatever. Ed Sharon. I, I go, who is that? She got here's his hits. I'm like, oh, I've never heard of them. I have no idea who this guy is. My, is my he's famous? Oh, I don't know. I oh, was yeah. like, but yeah, I guess he's huge. Is everyone was talking about Super it? Super huge. Yeah. He's uh, really. Uh, I don't. He, he not my cup of tea. No. But he's kind of a crooner. He's got a yeah, couple. I don't. Of, like, I don't mind crooner. I don't even I don't know what that means. I'm so a out of the. I, what Michael Bublé. Yeah, M- Michael Bublé or Harry Conn Jr. I know who Michael Bublé is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're the crooners. But Michael. I don't know what the word crooner is. Though. Think about That's the type of singing. The type yeah. of singing. Like uh, the rap pla- the rap, the rap pad. pad. Yeah. Rap oh, uh, I know Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. Yeah, I know Michael Bublé. Crooner is kind of like uh, they sing really nice and make your panties drop. Is kind of what crooner is. So John Mayer happened. To John you? Mayer did that when he's first uh, when he first came out. A so. lot of women. I, would say he's I think still John a Mayer crooner. hits a different. He's not really a crooner. He, he was know. in the beginning though. When that, that top of my lung song, whatever, where it was on the radio everywhere. Everyone was. Yeah, but you get songs like "My Body Is a Wonderland." Yeah, that's not oh. a crooner song. No, that's yeah, not but a he's crooner. talking about no. women. Women drop their pants for that. So but it's, it's like, not. No, no, it's okay. Look, your body is a wonderland. Yeah, I'm just saying, like the women. Crooner. I'm just trying to understand. Does not refer to oh, you drop a girl's panties. The t- a crooner is referring it's to more like the old the, school the classic. style in which yeah. you sing. Yeah. So typically deeper. Yeah. So fly me to the moon. That's well, that I word. did it my yeah, but Michael Bublé is a way. is a baritone singer, and yeah. he, he does, does sound. He, yeah, he's a baritone. Yeah. Because I, I was looking up looking him up because I thought he I actually okay, thought he was still, pretty talented. Like that that schmoozy type of. Schmoozy. I got you. Okay, it makes sense. Almost, Lou- I, I don't want yeah. yeah. Loungy, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like loungy, schmoozy, like crooning. Like yeah, sixties singing. I'm in glad a Las we've. Vegas I'm bar. glad yeah. we've we've hammered that out for like two minutes, straightening yeah. out for you what. The I'm fuck sorry, I like is. so out of the loop. Spotify is like my my music bible right now. Like so I go Ed, through it. But okay, like so Ed Sheeran is like a bit of a crooner, but he also puts out like some really super duper poppy shit too. Yeah. <laughs> Shape of You is his current. Yeah, his current Shape hits. of You. Yeah, it's Didn't, it's super. Oh, poppy. Sheridan, you mean? No, Ed Sheeran. Oh, is he? I don't know. Whatever. However you say right? Sheeran. I have no, no Sheridan idea. is from Babylon 5. It's the wrong name. No, no I, 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 I don't, don't, I don't know. But no, everybody, <laughs> when he showed up on Game of Thrones, everybody lost their shit. They're like, what the fuck is he doing? I'm like, Well, I, it's because it ruined it for me. I'm like, but he's not this he's not He had two speaking lines. How did that ruin it? Episode? Yeah. Two speaking a lot of people lines. Were he sang for like 10 minutes straight. He did not sing for 10 minutes Well, straight. he sang for a hot minute because the whole reason that she wrote up on him was like, 
oh, this guy's singing. It's pretty good. And it was, was yeah. all of them singing. The whole yeah. group was singing. The you whole group was You let the most random stuff dog. completely yeah. destroy it. I'm like, no, for you. But, but to, Deuce's, yeah. to Deuce's credit, most of the internet was saying what Deuce was saying. He's yeah, saying I was that like, she you, rolls up and they're, okay, there's yeah, four or five okay. guys singing. Everybody's, but one you hear here's is that motherfucker. They here's, had his, okay, so his here's, voice was turned up like four hours higher than Okay, everybody that bitched about it is people that know who he is. Right. Which is like 90%. Which is 90%, yeah. And the reason they bitched is because it took them out of the episode. Right. Because they're like, oh, that's Ed Sheeran. It wasn't so. So I get. Let me put this in Johnny on. terms. If she was Johnny like, terms. if she was like rolling <laughs> what up, what does that like, mean? Like, hey, <laughs> let me roll up on this group of guys that are singing a song, and fucking uh, Seamus was singing like in Gaelic some song. You'd be like. That's fucking Seamus from the WWE. What gotcha. the fuck? Okay. And that's exactly how it was to me. That's I'm like, what a what lot the of people's fuck? reaction like, was. It was such a, it an was eyesore. Such a eyesore, such a, like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. It'd be like if, you know, Seamus was sitting right. there, Cesaro was on the other side, <laughs> and on the left-hand you side would, was uh, Seth Rollins. You'd just be looking all, at them the whole time and not yeah. paying attention to the yeah, story, like, yeah. Yeah. Three was, of the biggest guys. I, I, the I, I five minute cutaway yeah. scene. Was the fact that, look, but even the fact it, it so got much, that reaction is. But even John Oliver said something yeah. about it. Okay, like, now, yeah, because it was. I I understand ridiculous. your point of view. Yeah. But I'm with Nate here because, like, I'm aware of who Ed Treen is, but I don't listen to his music, so it didn't bother me. No. Also, the did not. I'm not trying to sound like I'm not trying to sound like a dick here. He's famous because he's a huge singer. Yeah. He's huge a as in like platinum has multiple. So he's famous. Yeah. He's like, super famous. He's top he's like forty. A really, really, really good singer. The connection to GOT top 40, is he's yeah. British. Yeah. So oh, that, is that? Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Is he, is oh, he I, Irish or Brit? I think he's, he's Irish. He's from the UK. Okay. Somewhere in United there. Kingdom. I don't want to misspeak. He, well, the only reason I say that is because I watched his. He had like a VH1, like an unplugged kind of deal. Yeah. And he was in an Irish bar doing right. it. He said, like, hey, if I'm coming back to the, you know, blah, 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 I'm only playing in this bar. And, like, I watched the whole thing because I was like, this is pretty cool. He's fucking sitting here drinking Guinness and Jameson for an hour. See, I'm already drunk, so I'm going to watch this. So this I was probably in the minority cool. then, right? Because yeah. I had, I had yeah, no idea who he was. He's I don't, English. Uh, oh, he is English, not Irish? He's okay. English. English. But the reason I bring up John Mayer is because John Mayer, when he first came out, he was a radio guy. He wasn't a, a soulful bluesy guy like he is now. I mean, he's always been a bluesy guy, but he was painted as a middle of the road. I would, I would call it middle of the road just because you heard the radio tracks. But like, if you bought his first album, there's tracks on there where you're like, okay, that's not a radio track. That's you know, and a guy that's seen him like four or five times in concert, even with my mom, like. There were some songs on there, even the first album, where you're like, okay, th this is because he wants his song in the album. It's not getting radio play. Well, that's the thing is, like, because I worked at, you know, the guitar shop at the right, time right. when John Mayer got huge, and there was this whole acoustic uh, uh, genre. I, was, I don't even know what it's called, yeah. but it was this acoustic uh, singer-songwriter genre, it, mm -hmm. and yeah. it was like him. Which was kind of big, like, two Jason Raz, you know, all those Jason people. Jason Raz, Jamie the, Cullum exactly. is like one that yeah. me and my mom would yeah. saw. So there was a huge that genre, yeah. and, and so I, I just automatically categorized him in that because it was a huge radio hit. Women loved I it. Everybody. I don't think that's And then I saw the a law video. Put I put yeah. a, I saw a live video of him, and he sh he's just blues. I mean, he's amazing guitar player. I was like, holy crap, I want to hear more of that John Mayer, not the top. 
top of my lungs. Well, from you know, what I understand, I was like, no. people will say he's in the top four or five guitar players living today. Like, because he's that good on guitar. What is that four-legged um, animal with a mane and goes nay? An ass? or It's okay. the horse, and okay. then they produce something. <laughs> when they eat, it's horse shit. Okay. So John Mayer is in no top five list except no, 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 for no, mom band Rolling covers. Stone has even done articles where, the, like, other artists say, like, the thing this is, guy is one of the top four or five living legends of guitar playing because he's that good no, on guitar. Yeah, but he doesn't ever show it. No, wh- and I agree with you. That's 110%. the thing is, I heard the John Mayer live. Yeah, because we, we, what we do is we play like a live DVD shows at our at our store, and yeah. so and I was, and they were I was like, holy crap, the guy can play guitar. Why don't yeah. I hear that music on the radio? But that because doesn't that, sell records because yeah. that so. wasn't selling records exactly. exactly. But so. like I've got a lot of uh, because M- MTV bought this channel that used to be called uh, goodness Palladia. Palladia. Yeah, I know yeah. exactly what you're talking uh-huh. about. Yeah, and I've got like. Yep four or five different live shows that just sit on my DVR box will not be deleted ever that are John Mayer shows. And when you watch him, he is so good on the guitar. And literally, even though Nate said differently, there was a Rolling Stone cover with like five different guitars on it. And Probably modern guitar players. Yeah. Cause like yeah, I no living, I think living. was the thing. It was like, these are five guitar players that are alive. They're the, like the best five living currently making music guitar players like they're uh, probably I would, better i would but, have to yeah. disagree i mean i'm not saying that the dude's not talented but well, i can think of so a lot of people that I i'm gonna think have to eat a little talented. crow okay Uh-oh. not because of a list okay so the person i consider the greatest guitarist of all time all time who is still living eric clapton mm-hmm. says john mayer is a master guitarist there you so, go. Yeah. I, I have to there give There are multiple people that say that like he is one of the greatest Eric Clapton guitarists. is the greatest yeah. guitarist of all yeah. time. That's that's definitely arguable, but he's been in like five bands that all have made it giant, and he's the yeah. common factor. He's a good songwriter. I wouldn't argue. I he's would, from Korea. He's a good songwriter. I, mm-hmm. That's the difference between being a songwriter, right? Because like, yeah. you could be people that, like Bernie Toppin, who wrote 90% of Elton John's music. He wrote all that, all that music. Right. Uh, or the but lyrics. Elton, John Elton John's the one who produced. It. He performed yeah. it, and he's the one that put the soul and emphasis into it. Right. Eric Clapton's a great songwriter. He puts good chords yeah. together. He's got a decent voice. Is he the best guitar player ever? I mean, it's all what you want, right? Do you yeah. want blues? Do you want metal? Do you want jazz? Do you? There's there's different genres yeah. of music, right? Yeah. So but there, exactly. But there's the there's the the the, the, univer- the unified list, right? So you get Jimi Hendrix, Eric Clapton, right? Yeah, Jimmy Page, Keith Richards, yeah. some of those right. are like Jeff Beck, Chuck Berry. Steve those are all gonna be good, but Eric Clapton's yeah. in every list, but in my opinion, yeah. But to what I, to my point being is John Mayer. Is a fantastic guitar player, Amazing and when I when player. I heard him play on the live, I was like, "Holy crap! This guy's got chops. He's really good." Uh, and this is coming from someone that listens and uh, I listen to guitar players that just yeah. write instrumental music, right? Uh, so I've I've heard probably thousands of guitar players in my lifetime, right? And and there and then some of them are technically really proficient. Some are not very they're really fast and they're really technical but they're not very emotional so it, it depends on what you're looking for and right. i would put john mayer as like a steve ray vaughn kind of guy he's very bluesy very soulful oh, yeah. he's very but good I at his he craft can, he can yeah. bounce around yeah. a bunch but, of different gamuts but yeah so, that was a whole yeah. the whole this whole uh tangent that i, I rolled on here uh it, some people put out music because they know that it's going to get some sort of hook to it right mm-hmm. so um but yeah i mean music to be, is to be successful nowadays in America, you you've got to have a hook. Yep. 
And that's kind of what bugs me about popular well, I don't music. blame you. A lick, because nine times out of ten, the hook is how big are your titties, or how low is your dress cut, or how do you look? Because there's yeah. a lot of times where I'm well, like, why just, the fuck am I listening to this? It's and just it's like, a oh, lot okay. of times it's rather heartless. Yeah, right. amen. There, there's, there's no heart, there's no soul to a lot of uh, mainstream music, which is why mm-hmm. I'm so into mostly the overseas stuff, because I... Opeth uh, is one of my favorites, and Nightwish is one of my favorites. Like, I can listen, especially Opeth. We're talking about great guitarists. Like, maybe it's debatable, but for me, the best guitarist of all time is Michael Ackerfeld, the the guitarist from Opeth, because... Most of you will have to Google him, because he's not on the top 40. I don't even know who that is. I it, thought first she was of all, he, he, Otef, the no, guy from no, no, uh, no. Legends of the Hidden Temple. No, that's no. <laughs> Omac. But Omac. anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> first of all, he does sing absolutely beautiful, but he doesn't have to sing. His guitar sings. Yeah. So there's, there's a, so much emotion. There's so many amazing musicians out there in all genres of music that it's it's hard to like know them all, ever hear them all in your lifetime, yeah. but. There's definitely, it all really depends on your time, where you are, right, in your life. Like, this is the music that relates to me. And I, mm-hmm. and I think it's cool sharing, I think it's a cool feeling when you share music with somebody and they, and they, they didn't know anything about it and they love it, yeah. they end up loving it. It's a cool feeling because you got that mm-hmm. mutual f- appreciation for that, that song or that band. So, it's. So, I, I would say as a, as a opportunity for all of us to expand our horizons. Yes. And, and get the, your wonderful audience involved. So I'll give everyone time to think why I set this up. If you could pick one band and one song that people most likely have not heard, what would that be so that we all could potentially go, may not be our bag, but just to be exposed to stuff that we never would have heard of? Can we so, do one album maybe from the band? If you have an album song? specifically. Okay. So or I'll just do an artist, or we can even do a single Good. artist, something that yeah. people never yeah. – uh, I'm going to go with – give you guys time to think – Watsky. He is Watsky. a slam poet who is uh, turned into a rapper. Oh, who is very clever lyrics. Um, a lot of his stuff, you be when you first listen to it, you're like, "What the hell?" And then you really listen to words. And I had a friend, uh, I don't, coincidentally named Nate, who's you gotta check this guy out. So Watsky, W A T S K Y. He's on every streaming service, and uh, that would be my. Okay, so those everyone go look at that. Everyone at home, Johnny, what would you? Uh, for me, someone that you think most people would not have heard of, our listening Expose audience, them audience to something would not. I, I want to go uh, a band that most people haven't heard, but has more of the hooks, so they're probably easier to listen to. I would say Porcupine Tree. Uh, they're from the UK. Porcupine yeah, tree. They're, they're so good. They're oh amazing. God, yeah. dude, they're so they're, amazing. they're the like, best. You quit laughing, you jackass. Very influenced you. by the Beatles. Very influenced. Uh, they're they're uh, they're they're like they're like Oasis, but. They're like they were like they're what Oasis wish douchey singers. <laughs> they're they were what Oasis wish they could have been, right? Because and there's very acoustics in there, a lot of great singing, but they take it at a progressive level. They they have they have nine ten minute songs. Not all of them are, don't worry. Clever, but very clever r- writing songs. Uh, they're from the UK, so they've got a huge scene over there. But uh, they're they've only I don't think they've ever made radio play here in America. So uh, right. they're signed to Roadrunner Records. Um, so that's a decent record label, but that took them years to get there. But Porcupine Tree. I would say one song that you would get from them. I'd I'd say uh, "Trains" is the name of the song. Yeah. "Trains" is a really good song, so check so yeah. them out. Watsky, Porcupine, Porcupine Tree, Deuce. Deuce. I'm cheating. Just You're so cheating. you know, I'm cheating already out the gate. Uh, number one would be 
Counting Crows, Recovering the Satellites. Someone people heard haven't heard of. Heard of. <laughs> Not something that's on the radio and played to death. Counting Crows has been played to death? Uh, everyone everyone here doesn't years. know they know Mr. Jones and me. Well, but that was not on recovering the satellites. That was the second okay. album. That, okay. okay. So, All right. Like, All right. Fair me, enough. We could ask some younger listeners yeah, that weren't around like, that time. Okay. That album was perfect. Like, literally, they rented an old house. They did the whole album in it. Like, it's a little depressing just to kind of let you guys know. But, like, top to bottom, that is one of my – like, I painted a picture of the cover of that album because I loved it so much. Cause just because of the fact that that album from top to bottom – is stellar. Okay. What's the name of the album again? It's Recovering the Satellites. Recovering the Satellites. Yeah. Okay. By Cat and Crows. Brandy? I think you know what I'm going to say because I was just dawned on about him. Uh, Opeth. O-P-E-T-H. Not to be confused with Otep, which is a metal band from the late mid 2000s that had a female singer I just different band spelled it out. I know. Okay. But Not even case. close to the Legends in Temple no, guy. No. Yeah. Um,. If you are into more melodic music, pick uh, check out their album Down Damnation. Yeah, it's and more very acoustic. If you're more into heavier metal type music, check out Blackwater Park. Now they do get into the growlies, uh, and I don't know if people know what that means, but they do have more screaming. Is growlies, like a very small yeah. version of a growler, like you can only put six ounces uh, of beer. No, in no, it. no, 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 no. The, the, it, they it's get, no, they do the growl singing, but oh, it, it, but it's a mix okay. of growl and melodic, so it's still. Uh, it's palatable. technically considered death yeah. metal, but so two things I hate the death most in one song. <laughs> Opeth is technically okay, considered Opeth. death metal, metal, but they do. I they, think you you'd be pleasantly you surprised. Like uh, the melodic Damnation album, better than the, they did a whole album. They decided to change it up. They're like, hey, we're gonna do a whole album, no screams, nothing but clean vocals, all acoustics and cool electrics. It, it sounds like something that Pink Floyd would have done. Like it seriously really? it sounds like a Pink Floyd <laughs> album. It's amazing. It's amazing. You definitely need to check out Damnation from Opeth. Uh, it's like something that and I'm so glad you mentioned Porcupine Tree because my second favorite is Steve Wilson, which is yeah. Well, I think well Porcupine so. Tree is more accessible <laughs> because it has more hook, like it's got more the songwriting is a little bit more you know yeah verse chorus verse chorus it has some elements that they stretch out right. or whatever. But it it is I think it has more hooks in it that people I'm really, would. I'm really interested. I'm really interested. Yeah, in yeah. So yeah, so yeah. everyone should check those out. Yeah, check them out and. Send us some um, in, uh, at um, yeah. hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. A, uh, this has been the music hour with the happy hour with Johnny Deuce. We did a whole lot. We've never before. done a full. Yeah. We never did, it was cool. We, we talked about all kinds of music and yeah. genres and I think we did the pruners and like we went from like Christian rock rap music to rap music to like <laughs> when, I think yeah. we really we covered everything death metal we covered out, it all um, into the kitchen earlier and he's like hey you want to join us later I think we're gonna talk about Game of Thrones and I'm like yeah I'll talk about Game of Thrones <laughs> and I'm like well <laughs> we well to be honest Shireen on Game of Thrones and that's to be honest it. I didn't this wasn't where we were gonna go with this episode but it just kind of organically okay. went that way and it was fun yeah. I learned well, a lot good, it was cool then we can. Finish this season of Game of Thrones, and then when we get yeah, done with it, we can do That'll a full it. recap with everybody. Exactly. So, so yeah, yeah. I want to thank Brandy for being back on. It's very exciting. Uh, uh, Nate Rapert, welcome back to the episode again. Yeah, and you up. did an amazing job again uh, with Mark, Mark with the C, C, so we appreciate that. Um, Would you go listen to his music, by the way? His yeah. music is And Nate's been, on, Nate's been a, a, a third, third year in a row. He was on our uh, E3 uh, review show. He's so, de- yeah, so definitely I'm, go on. Um, coming from. Mr. Barrett, I believe, who was the 
reigning no. guest. Bauer. Bauer. Josh Bauer. Yeah, I'm yeah. still coming for Bauer. Yeah, you are. So you're coming he for him. he hears this, I'm coming for him. You're coming for Yeah, good. Because Bauer's been, Bauer's been missing for a minute. He's he been has. a little MIA. He's been, well, he's been very well, busy with school and stuff. Just, he's been doing he's, school He's shit, really so, yeah. focusing on school and stuff, and he's Which kind he's, of. next month, he's going to be on an episode, because we've already got him on the books for it. So That'd be cool. Um, so thank you guys for yeah. being on. Yeah. Really yep, appreciate yep. it. And, uh. But yeah, um, we want to thank you guys for listening to the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. There's several ways people can find us on the internet. They can go to uh, facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show. Of course, we're on SoundCloud. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play Music. We're working on the Spotify, but we're getting some some heat on the Spotify because Spotify is a weird animal altogether. Yeah, so we're hopefully we can get on there. But I, I heard through some, I heard through some other ones, uh, some other people that had a podcast that it, it took them like a year to get on Spotify. Really? Yeah. So I'm, I'm a, it's a little weird how you go through the channels there. It's not as it's easy. Like as, the I heard animal. You yeah. Jump through. You have to jump hoops. through hoops for them as okay. well. So, but anyways, thank you so much. Please review, star review. We take all comments. We we. We respond to everything. Tell us about your music. Exactly. What music do you love? What music do you like? Yeah, you might be into Gregorian uh, Celtic music. I don't even know if that's, that's a thing. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. Gregorian chanting is a thing. Gregorian chanting. Not with bagpipes. Yeah, <laughs> not with <laughs> no. bagpipes. I would no. kind of dig that. I would totally listen to a whole album okay, of that could shit. Could you imagine the theme song to uh, what's the the two brothers movie we love? Oh, uh, Boondock, Saints Boondock Saints with which we need to do a whole episode about. <laughs> Boondock Saints about to go down because there's some Boondock Saints shit going down right now that oh we're totally God. bypassing. But anyway, but yeah, no, go ahead and send us all that hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. It's up on Twitter at hhpodcastshow. I'm gonna. I already know. I'm gonna call this episode. Behind the music, the Happy Hour, music. Johnny and Deuce. Yeah. Oh my so, God. No, because usually, well, it's no, because like that means someone has to have a, a crisis yeah. or yeah. a horrible uh, thing, and then true. Yeah, like when we I would probably <laughs> prefer not for that. To okay. happen. Yeah, no. no. It's like, Literally, at your break, you yeah. said we'll, we'll call this the sound of music, a Happy Hour story. Well, we'll there we go. <laughs> but check us out. I'm 86 in that one too. Yeah. The big fart noise on that. But check us out. Facebook.com forward slash Happy Hour Podcast Show. SoundCloud.com forward slash Happy Hour Podcast. And of course, on the Twitter machine, it's not one, there's not two, but there are three hashtags. Hashtag Happy Hour Podcast. Hashtag HH Podcast Show. And of course, as always, hashtag Deuces, Deuces on, on the loose. loose. Later. Bye. Deuces. Deuces.